Welcome, everybody. This is the Metaphysical Hour, and we are getting Julia on the line. She's having a little technical difficulty, but today we have a special guest. We have Linda Rich with us, and she is one of the Level 3 practitioners, and you're in Australia. What part of Australia are you in, Linda? Yeah, I'm in uh, Wollongong, which is about an hour south of Sydney, New South Wales. Wonderful. So, oh, it looks like we have Julia here. Let's get her online and we'll get her in on the fun with us. Um, anyways, we're we're excited to share some of Linda's stories today. But before we get started, we are running live in all kinds of different spots. If you have questions or comments, just open up your, wherever you're watching it live, just open it up to the comment place and put your comments in. I'll be watching that in the background. And we will be getting started here pretty soon with, with what got Linda started, what got her going. And let's get Julia in here for the official hello. <laughs> We're getting close. We see her coming up. <laughs> there she is. You are live. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I've never had that. <laughs> So I was just going through having them put their comments in and I'll be watching the comments today mm -hmm. and I'll let you do uh, asking Linda some questions to get her started with her story. Um, I did introduce Linda. I, I had the pleasure of getting to work personally with Linda. So um, I'm very excited to have you on the show today and getting to hear your stories um, in a little bit more detail than one I was able to get before with you. So I'm excited to just kind of sit back and listen, hear, hear what brought you to MHHT. So I'll let Julia take over now. Okay, so we are live. Is that what you're telling you're me? Live. We're actually yeah. on? Oh my goodness, I've never done that before. Come in. <laughs> so now I gotta, okay. I have a whole spiel though. What? <laughs> oh, you can you can do your whole spiel. Um, anyway, I got I got to fast forward through my spiel to get me on track here. Anyway, Linda, so excited, so glad you're here. It has been a long time since I've seen you. Mm, a long since, time. Um, since Mount Shasta in September 2019, I think it was the last time the three of us were in a room together. So it's been a while. Yes, that's right. Yes, and then before that, well, it was probably still 2019. Was in was it in? Um, yeah, I feel like I've seen you before, even in a class. Was it before? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, did my level, I did my level one with you in Sydney in yeah. January 2019. That's and what I thought. Okay. Yeah, so you're kind of like the bookends of my experience. It's just That's awesome. Right. Oh, my goodness. I'm bookends. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So excited. We'll see. Then you have, you have blonde hair, I think, then. Yes, no. yes. Okay. Transformation. I'm, I'm telling secrets on everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes. talk about the blonde hair. That's right. Mm -hmm. This yeah. kind of emerged during the 2020 period. So I thought, well, I'll just run with it. And like what you said, it's transformation. Yes. Why not? Right. <laughs> so very cool. So anyway, like we said, this is our QHHT uh, Level 3 Special Edition where we, we talk about our special new Level 3. So excited. Congratulations, first of all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very excited to have you on board on um, as a level three and the whole the whole shebang i mean it's so cool to to actually you know to go through that and that's why we want to hear your story your journey because it helps people to hear this i love to hear people's stories to just see where they came from i mean i know that's a big part of qhht is to listen to people's stories <laughs> and uh but i love it on here because we all learn from each other you know and and we relate to different people 
And, and I love to see where all of you guys come from, you know, where, where your journey has been. Um, but yeah, anyway, just, I just love it. Love it. You know, but I learned from every single one of you. So that's where we want to start is how did you get into all this? Did, were you born into it, born into metaphysics and, and just, that's it. I'm going to do this. Virtually. Oh, I, see, I knew somebody at one point is going to say that. Yep. That was me. <laughs> I had a QHHT client ask me recently, how long have you been studying to do what you do? And it got me thinking, and it's been over 48 years because I started studying metaphysics and spirituality and psychic phenomena and um, parapsychology back in the mid-70s because as a child my world was a little strange. Um, I'd always (laughs) seen ghosts and spirits and interacted with them and... um, and, and I'm not sure when it started, but mum seemed to think it might have been back from when I was a baby because she used to tell the story that she could leave me alone in my crib in a completely empty room for hours and she'd check on me and I'd be laughing and giggling with the people she couldn't see. So but that's kind of where... There we go. So, yeah. <laughs> there go. so I'm the one that was going to answer that question. Yes. But um, I but I think that it, it gave good grounding for this work because... As a kid, when, when adults would say to me things like, well, you only live once or when you die, the lights go out or, you know, everybody who dies goes to heaven. I said, well, that doesn't explain the old guy in the brown suit sitting in the lounge room, you know. It's just, <laughs> for me, I got into it to just to try to explain my world. And um, and there was other things going on, like I could always tell my mum who was calling on the phone when it rang, and this is way before caller ID. It's back in the old dial <laughs> I'm really showing my age today. But, um, and, you know, other things that happen is it's it's like my, my dad had a car that sometimes started and I can remember as like three or four-year-old just putting my hand on the dash and kind of willing energy to make it start and it always started. It's like, what is this? So a bit like your light casting that you were talking mm-hmm. about, that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's why I started studying it. Um, and so when I went through school and then I went to university, I studied psychology. I would have loved to have done a degree in parapsychology, but they didn't have those in Australia in the mid-80s. So um, when I when I finished that, I went into, I got a job as a counsellor. And I thought I was there to help injured workers, help them get back to work, but I soon realised I was actually there to help the insurance company get them off benefits. And that's not quite what I signed up for. So yeah. I quit that job. Rude awakening, isn't it? <laughs> it was a bit. <laughs> I'm not in the world I think I'm in. Yeah. Um, so then I just went, you know, I needed to pay rent, so I went back to work to temping in admin roles in large corporates, which is what I'd done to pay my, my way through university. And I ended up in a marketing department and they gave me a job um, as a business um, marketing uh, segment manager and analyst. And, and so I went off and did a... Uh, postgraduate diploma in marketing, as you do, and, and some degrees in, in direct marketing. And I worked in that for six years. And then my husband decided he was going to start his own business. And so I left there to run all of his bookkeeping, administration and invoicing. Very woo-woo this 20-year period. So that went on for 14 years. And eventually we got to close that down and I got to move back home here to Wollongong because I was born here and we left here when I was seven because Dad got transferred out. But this has always been my home. And how sometimes your soul pulls you back to a place. So that was always the case for me. Yeah. (laughs) We're all sitting here going, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." Uh Mm uh-huh. So it was when I left it forever. Nope. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. 
And so when I got back here is really when my journey to QHHT accelerated because, again, I just got any old admin job I could get. And the place I was working, there was a psychotherapist um, renting some rooms and she worked really intuitively with her clients and, you know, intuitive people recognise each other. And so we started to talk and she was really interested in what I knew about metaphysics and spirituality because she was having clients that were having issues with those sorts of things. So um, she found out the fact that my undergrad was psychology and she said, why don't you go up, there's a... There's a uh, postgraduate psychotherapy and holistic counselling course run about an hour away from from where we live. Um, it, it it was in sort of like you you go for one week intensives and then um, three times a year and the rest was online. So I figured I could do that with the admin job that I was doing. So I thought, that sounded really interesting. Anyway, I found this course. I still don't know if it's the same one she was talking about. Um, she said I'd like it because it had a lot of transpersonal psychotherapy in it, and that's that's when you're working with um, the soul and spirit of the person. Um, so that interested me. But this this course, it was starting in two weeks. Um, you'd only get in by interview, people coming from all over the world to do this course. And so I got an interview, and if you had have looked at my resume, like I've been doing pretty boring things for 20 years, I wouldn't have got in. But it was all my knowledge of metaphysics and spirituality and all of that that actually got me into the course. Mm. And when we got there, it was like a liberal arts sort of um, format in that we all sat in a circle and people came from all different backgrounds to study this course. You know, there was a, there was a fair, fair number of like psychologists and, and social workers and, and, you know, mental health workers, but there's also yoga teachers and a craniosacral therapist and a Montessori teacher and people came up through Steiner education, which I think they call Waldorf education in the States. And so there was this real melting pot of experience and what we were learning, everybody put their own perspectives in. There was even a guy that knew all about Greek mythology and astrology. And so that all came into the therapeutic process. And what we were learning was was things like evolution of consciousness and the theosophical studies of Rudolf Steiner and and, um, integral theory, which, which from Ken Wilber, which sort of, you know, science and metaphysics is supposed to be like that. Well, he's found a way that it goes in it can join together and um and the type of psychotherapy that we learned was developed by a guy called Arnold Mendel who before he was a Jungian analyst he was a physicist so he's brought quantum physics into the therapeutic relationship so I got to learn about quantum physics and that's fascinating to me (laughs) yeah so all those things as you can see would prepare you for QHHT but anyway it was a very full-on course and so in about um October of that first year Dolores came into my world much like she does for many people this was October 2018 as she does for many people on YouTube now I know the algorithms are really good and it would seem logical with what I was studying she'd pop up she hadn't popped up through the rest of the year when I was doing okay. all the studies. <laughs> so and she began to really drive me crazy like she was on every single search no matter what I searched for yeah, she's good at that running. Yeah. <laughs> so many of my clients, she's come to them in the same way. But um, you know, I'd even be watching another video. It'd stop halfway through and she'd come straight on and start talking to me. Now, YouTube doesn't work that way. There's always ads. So you know, it's just like, and so I got to learn about her work and it really resonated with everything I, I'd learned about, you know, Steiner's theosophy and what I'd experienced through life, as it does. It resonates for people because it's true. And... um and so then I got to learn about what her work and, and QHHT and I thought, oh, fabulous, a therapeutic method. I could do that with the psychotherapy. That would form a really good, you know, practice, private practice together. 
But I thought there's no, I'd have to go to the US for training. Like there's no way I could get there. So I, <laughs> um, I was too busy anyway in October. Um, so I contacted the girls in the QHHT office and um, I think it was Jeannie, I'm not sure. But she came back and, and said, well, we've got a level one online course. And she sent me an email with the link. And I thought, that's great. I'll do that between um, December and January when I've got my break. Anyway. Mid-January rolled around and I hadn't done anything about it and my guides were giving this massive push um, because all the way through the through the psychotherapy, when I first got there in that, I thought, oh, no, this is way too woo-woo for me. I'm, I'm out of here. You know, this was in the first week of that psychotherapy course. But every time I thought, no, I'm leaving, a feather had come, it would be placed in my path even when I was inside. So I figured my lot wanted me to stay there and now I know why because it's all linked. Um, but yeah, and, and that January, Dolores was driving me absolutely crazy. My guys were giving me a push. So I thought, oh, well, I better get on with it and finish it before I have to start in February with the, with the psychotherapy. And so I found the email, I clicked on the link, I got the online course into my shopping cart and, um, and I could not get that thing to process. There was no reason why that thing would not process. You know, the computer nearly went. <laughs> So anyway, so I thought, oh, I'm going to have to phone them in the States. And so I go onto the website to try and find a phone number and up pops live training in Sydney in three days' time. And if you know the website, that's not the first page that pops up. Right. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I booked my ticket before I'd asked for leave. I was going, you know. I know a sign from the universe. <laughs> and so I I got there. Um, you know that one at least, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm I have to be there. Um, yeah. So when I got there, I got a bit late there on the day, less Sydney traffic. But um, and so I walked in and, and all the other people who were studying had already sat down. It was before the course. And just the wave of energy off the, off those people that had come to study QHHT, I thought, whoa, what's this? It was like, oh, I found my tribe. And, <laughs> and, and so we went through level one training. And on that first day, um, you know, I'd look at people and I think, I know you, but I've never met you before. You know, you'd had that real soul, like yeah. there's something going on here. And on that first day, four of us really bonded together, like would not be, I don't know whether you remember this, Julie, but we would not be separated. Um, one of those four was your friend of mine, um, Judy Koku, a level three practitioner in Victoria. So we were going to be together through this experience no matter what. <laughs> and um after the third day of training, you were trying to split us up into groups of three so we can go off and practice sessions and whatnot, and people thought we were so selfish we would not be separated. <laughs> and so, so we then went off and, and we went for a practice sessions, two different rooms of, of, in, in the hotel, and we're all having these past lives together. We'd all known each other in Atlantis and we'd all come back together to help with the shift. And it was amazing. That was the first time I'd had a QHHT experience. And I think on the second one, Judy was facilitating. I got to meet the librarian of, of the Library of Akashic Records. I'd never even heard of the Library of Akashic Records by that point. Um, so he said to me when I left, uh, seek knowledge and truth. And I figure that's what I've been doing ever since. So, so that happened, level one. And there were so many of us in level one that really wanted to be pushed to push to go to level two that I think we actually got you to change your training schedule and plan to come back in the July to do the level two training in Byron Bay. Mm-hmm. yeah well yeah it was there was such a demand yeah we were like okay we'll come back otherwise we normally would do it once a year to be over there yeah okay 
I think we I think we ganged up on you a bit at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um so so there's like there's a whole group of us and there's this massive push to get our 25 sessions done so that we could do it, you know, in six months' time. But at that same time, I'm in my second year of my psychotherapy training. The workload was insane. I was also having to um, design and run a um, postgraduate research study to to qualify. Plus, I'm doing these 25 sessions. Plus, I'm working still three days a week. I don't know how I got through that first six months. And so when we got to Byron um, for the level two, we'd rented this beautiful beach house right near the beach and the other ladies that, that I'd rented it with, they all took off early in the morning, went down the beach and had these magical experiences. I was lucky to drag myself out of bed. I was that exhausted. <laughs> And I can remember one morning putting, I'm um, standing in front of the mirror, putting my makeup on, and I just said to the universe, why? Why did you push me so hard yeah. to do both of these trainings in one year? And Dolores's voice popped into my head as clear as day, and she said to me, you came on our radar because of what you were studying, mm. Ooh, which would have been all the studies in consciousness and quantum physics and all of that. So I got my answer. So did level two, um, it's awesome. Um, so, so great. Even though we had some challenges, it was, it was a fabulous point, uh, class. So then I, three of us got the push to come to Mount Shasta in the September. And I can amazing. remember walking along. Sorry. That was amazing. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was I part me. of my soul there. I still hope to get back there one day to retrieve it. It was just the most okay. amazing experience. Um, but you know, I, I'm walking along the beach and I'm having this conversation with Dolores in my head and I'm saying, look, I can't get there. You know, this is my course has cost me a fortune. I've done all this training. I miss my husband's 65th birthday, you know, at the level two. Our anniversary is when we're supposed to <laughs> Like, I can't go. But if you want me to go, you have to get me to win the lottery. This was my negotiation with Dolores. Okay. <laughs> and she says to me in that voice of hers, well, you have to buy a ticket. okay that must mean I need to buy a lottery ticket so I'm up at the shops a couple of days later I'm walking through these busy shops and right in my path is this lottery ticket I thought oh gift from the universe from Dolores how awesome so I picked it up wasn't registered didn't know what to do nobody else seemed to be noticing me like I was in this complete just on the floor you mean it was just a just on the floor this this massive ticket okay And so, of course, it didn't win. And I'm thinking, what was the message out of that? Anyway, to go get one, it got your juices flowing. <laughs> Probably, but I'm, but I'm, I'm then talking to one of the girls on the phone again, sitting in the the car park of the supermarket, and she says, "Look, you know, all the spaces are booking out really fast at, at in in Mount Shasta. We really need to grab one." And then just, you know, worry about how we're going to get there. You can always cancel. I said, okay. So I'm sitting there in the car park and I'm, 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 I'm on the website and I've made my booking and I said to her, okay, well, I've bought a ticket. That's what Dolores meant. Because once I'd committed, all yes. these things transpired. I got, yes. I got given the money to go and, and, you know, permission and all these like people who would not normally have done whatever they did, the universe just provided. And so, there we were on a plane to the US for three days to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That, that what that. a wonderful point, though. See, you have to commit and then the universe can 
conspire to make it happen. Which is exactly what you said about building the practice way back in the day. And, yes. and it's like once you commit, yeah. the, the, all the because all the high, high conscious and what Dolores called the subconscious, they're all connected. So they yes. then conspire to bring the thing. And I thought, nah, you know, I'm postgraduate qualified in marketing. I need a marketing plan. I need a business plan. Yeah, but whenever my conscious mind got involved, it crashed and burned. So I thought, okay, well, I just put up to the universe, you yeah. guys got me into this. Yeah. Send me who I need to help. That's exactly it. Yeah. And I get booked out. <laughs> and I always thought, no, that can't happen. And it does. It happens. It does. Yes. <laughs> so that was that part. And so then, of course, we, we all, all kind of worried why we got so pushed to do all of this QHHT training in 2019. We could feel there was something big coming in 2020, but we didn't know what it was. We yeah. knew you had to be prepared. And as it turned out, that was the last lot of live training because we know what happened in the universe at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the practices here in Australia got shut down because QHHT needs to be done in person. And so I had a bit of time on my hands because I'd also got this lovely little redundancy from the universe because, again, I'd committed, I'm ready to go full time. And all of a sudden, this redundancy materialises. So I thought, well, you are so powerful. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't know it. <laughs> you look back on these things and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it now. <laughs> I get it. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so anyway, I sat here and I thought, well, I started to really study Dolores and all of her back videos and, and look at her and I thought, oh, well, she started out as a clinical hypnotherapist. I've got all this time. I've got all this money. I'm going to do a diploma in clinical hypnotherapy just to find out how, why her, her, her method works so well. Mm-hmm. And you said at one point, Julia, if you do that, it can throw you off, and you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But it enabled me through that, that it was a bit like the decoding of the matrix when I looked at her method. Like you can see all the studies she's done, and you can see it's, it's an absolute work of genius, but the real genius in it is that it's done in a way that's so simple that provided anybody who doesn't have all of that knowledge um, just follows her method and instruction precisely, they can get the same results. Don't add anything in, don't take anything out. Yes. It's the way it is. There is a reason for every word, every intonation. It was like the whole decoded matrix opened for me. And I thought, oh, oh my gosh, thank you for saying that so beautifully. Oh <laughs> my, that is fantastic. But that, yes, that's exactly it. It's exactly. And then just, <laughs> Keep it pure and practice, 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 and you can get the same results. Yeah. And so um, so once I did, as I said, threw me off a little bit, picked up a few bad habits, but thankfully then, like I decided at that point, I was going for level three when it became available. And this was, I finished that course in, what, March 2022. But, of course, I'd done, I'd done level two in 2019, so one of the prerequisites to go for level three is that you have to redo level two within two years. Yeah, if you haven't taken... Level two within two years of level three, you have to be do it. Yeah. Because otherwise, we're teaching. And there's a reason for that. You know, people, oh, they grumble and everything. But we would actually be personally teaching level two to everybody that comes in if they've gone longer. And that's what we have been doing. And we're like, uh-uh. Yeah. Just repeat that course. You'll be ready to go and you'll get through faster. So Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I went through that. Oh, well, I've done level. I've done it yeah. live. That must be the best thing. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> Then when I went in and actually did the online, oh my gosh, it was it's it's anyone who's done live training who hasn't done the level two online, I really recommend it because 
it's broken down into all of those little segments. You can go back and relook at whatever it's, you know, it's technically perfect. And I think, don't you have access to it for lifetime? Yeah, you unlimited. Uh-huh. And so I've just scheduled in through the years just to have like a, a continuing professional development and go back through level two again just yeah. to make sure, you know, no bad habits of, of but Absolutely. brilliant course. Absolutely thought yeah. it was phenomenal. So highly recommend that if you haven't done it. Um, and so then at the, when, when I, when I decided back in March that I was going to go for level three, they said to me, all right, will you be doing that in November? And I'm thinking, oh gosh, that's a long time away. But then as it transpired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know you were doing that in November. <laughs> uh, I got, I got through the grapevine that one might be coming up in September. And, and so I sat up all night, you know, every five minutes refreshing because it's the night time here oh, when it geez. comes to. <laughs> and um and so I think you know seagull on a hot chip I was in I think I got the first one on those there's only three places and lo and behold it was with Tracy and in November so um yeah so in that intervening period however um on the 16th of October I horrifically broke my ankle yes you did and and Julie at one point we were talking on the metaphysical hour and you said there was one thing that I hadn't gotten before I went to level three. And as it turns out, what it was, was that I knew from, from witnessing what was happening with my clients, I knew the healing ability of QHHT, but I had to have a personal lived experience. That's what my higher consciousness said. So you needed through, that one little. That one, like I knew it, but yes. I had to know it. You had to know it. Yes. Through personal experience. Yes. And so when I say my journey to level three was a journey, it was. <laughs> they didn't give me any free passes. <laughs> so but would you want any? Would you want any free passes? No. It was a phenomenal, I mean, really? it, hurt, it was a phenomenal experience. <laughs> because they took me, like, um, when it happened, I mean, it was catastrophic. I'd, I'd rolled my foot back underneath my legs. So not only had I damaged all of the tendons, they pulled the bottoms of the bones off, so I had two fractures. So it was a good job. And so I had the x-ray of that. Yeah. And then um, they said they wanted to put me straight into hospital. And I'm thinking, no, you don't. You don't have to do that. I don't have to go to hospital. I'm not going to hospital. <laughs> so I eventually got them to concede, well, you need the swelling to go down anyway for us to do anything. So go away, get the swelling to go down, have your MRI in a few weeks, and we'll come back and we'll talk about the surgery you're going to have. Oh, okay. Bought myself some time. So I, yeah. I phoned one of my one of my friends that I I studied with um, for level one. who's a brilliant practitioner, Beatrice. It's probably oh yes, we know Beatrice. She was awesome. Yes, yes, she was. And um, and so she came down. He did a session for me. They took me up into the healing temple, and I'd kind of forgotten about the healing temple. It'd been a few years since I'd read read between death and life. And there's right. these three, three hilarious scholars that were there. Um. One guy was a bone guy, the other guy was an infectious diseases guy, and there was one guy that was really specialised in mental illness. And so they're all there, the bone guy's working on it, the guys are, you know, hmm, this is really interesting. We don't normally get to to work on humans because they don't know the temple's there. And uh-huh. so I, I said, well, do you, do, are you normally in this form? Because they were human. I, I think they said they were eternal, but they had had a life on, on Earth just to see what it was like. Okay. And... Um, and they said, no, we don't normally get to work on humans, so this is really different. And I said, oh. So they were taking a while, so Beatrice asked, well, what's the most difficult 
sort of species or race have you ever worked on? And they said the mantis beans because they always want to get involved. <laughs> I believe it. Because they're healers. It's like working on a doctor. But anyway, yeah. so that was my experience. Yeah. But only... So, you know, going through the session, getting the waves of healing up and down the leg, and every time I listen to the recording, same waves, sometimes slightly different yeah. positions that heal something. So it only took me a, another three or four times to listen to the recording, and then I had my MRI. And then I went to see the surgeon, and the surgeon's saying, like, oh, do you see this little dark bit on the MRI? You'll experience this, that, or the other. And I said, oh, that's funny. I get that in the other foot. And he said, oh, yes, and you'll have this, that, and the other. And I said, yeah, that's in the other foot too. When I questioned him, what he's picking up was old wear and tear. There was no damage left from the break at all. <laughs> um, MRIs anymore. But it, so that was my experience that. So now I have that. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, you know, people would always question mom, how is, you know, when they'd see her do the sessions in the class and they'd say, this is why you get the results you get because you believe this, you know it. She goes, well, of course I know it. I've seen, look what I've, I've done this. It's happened over and over again. I've seen it. And that's what you said. When you experience it, there's no questioning. There's no yeah. question at all. You believe it. You know it to be fact. And there's nobody's going to shake that from you. <laughs> no. And so um it's it's funny, people say to me, like they really admire my belief in what I do. And it's, it's like it's not a belief, it's lived experience. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, yeah. I know so it's annoying. <laughs> so that's my journey to level three story. So yeah, it's it's been brilliant. I've met the most amazing, I love my clients. I've met the most amazing people. You never know someone's story, do you? No, no, it's you really crazy. don't. You think you know them, but th and that's what's so beautiful about it. That's when you really get to know because you get to everything, you mm. know, and that's why we say, you know, if it's somebody you even know, pretend you don't know if that's what will get you there because you want, you learn a whole new side of them. You, you get a whole new friend or a whole new person that you knew nothing about. And even the people you watch going down the street now, it's like, oh, I wonder what your story is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a story. Yeah, they do. don't don't they all feel familiar to you too when they walk in and it's like you you know you know them on some level and or maybe your souls have been inter intertwining before sessions started when they signed up or whatever but they seem familiar to me when they come in and um, I kind of forget that that's not a family member or a loved one or a friend it's like oh yeah I'm just meeting <laughs> you the first time um and and you don't know that you need to go sit over there and, and let me give you some instructions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the amount of times I've seen the high consciousness move the chess pieces to form connections to get people to come and see me. Yes. Yeah. I think that, I mean they all know we I mean we we train the same way, we've got the same method, but we've all had different life experiences. And so that's why I say to to anyone who's looking for a practitioner look on the QHHT official practitioner listing and go with the one that you resonate with. Your high conscious will guide you to the right person. Yeah. Um, not necessarily a level, not necessarily the closest person, but go with the one you resonate with. Um, and I've, I've had work, you know, they've moved these chess pieces and then they've come in and, and they're, they're telling me about a particular, you know, really specific industry they worked in that, Hardly anybody else works, but I've worked in that industry, you know. So I knew the characters and I knew the um, how, you know, mentors in the industry would be or there's knowledge that I've learned in my psychotherapy that 
I was talking to a QHH. They got, they moved the chess pieces to bring this girl to me that was doing her PhD. And when she's under, the, the high conscious starts talking to me about an obscure piece of research I did in my psychotherapy that they wanted her to know about. She didn't know about it. Um, but they said the information they gave her in, in that session would allow them to bring in the higher vibrational souls. So you don't get in the way of that. No, you don't get in the way. And that's a huge point. If a message needs to get through, let it be delivered. Don't stand in front of it. Don't get in the way because it's a bigger reason for it. <laughs> let it happen. Yep. Uh, yeah, which is part of the plan. So yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. So cool. So your level three class, and then we'll get on to your, some of your sessions and things like that. So how did that go for you? Was was Tracy a tyrant and, and really horrible? And, and... <laughs> it was. <laughs> she was tough on me it yeah. wasn't easy it was whoa it was a it was a journey but I, I a lot of the process is not only becoming technically perfect mm-hmm. but really working out your own personal blocks that you've got to doing yes. what you're doing and that was the real I think that was the heart of it for me because you know technical's fine for this but it's getting rid of that sort of personal blocks that you have to do so it took me a little while Took me Man, a couple of months. you guys, I mean, I, if yeah, I didn't know better, Tracy, exactly. did you give her a script before coming on? Because you're saying exactly all the things. I mean, what we say is level two is about honing your skills. Level three is about honing you. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, we can't. Uh, thank you. I mean, I'm just like, did you get a script or something? <laughs> you're saying everything beautifully. Um, but this is what happens. And this is what we've seen over and over again. That's why we say these things. Because as we keep doing it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening here. In this course, we're doing this. In this course, we're doing this. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Yeah. And I have like the classes that I've got to teach so far, you guys have all been so amazing. And I just have to say, if anyone in the future does get a class with me and, and Linda, you'll probably vouch for this. When I email something, I'm so, um, I just want to get to the point. Like I, I cut out all the sweet talk. Yeah, I need that too. <laughs> to the point. And then I send it and then I think, gosh, as I reread, I think, oh, I could have said that a little different. So then I'm trying to reach out going, I need that in a really nice way. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, there's times where things that I'm saying, I'm just getting right. Like I'm in my mind thinking, okay, that needs to be fixed. And this needs to yeah, be like your bullet points. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. And then I just, I just type them out that way. And then I send it and then they're getting it like, wow, she is just like nailing me to the wall. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm learning to, um, I'm, I'm learning to use more words. <laughs> so. Well, I like the bullet point, you know, you know, I'm not into the fluff and nonsense. Tell me what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, and, and then what, w- at some point, usually I'll get together with you guys one-on-one at some point before everything, you know, solidifies into your level three, there's usually another point of contact. So, so that's always nice too, is get a little one-on-one with you guys and really talk about you personally and get those just those little fine points but it is it's like you said julia it's it, we are you know you've already got the script yeah. now, you know the technique yeah <laughs> now let's see and it's and it's not even like i'm going to give linda the same advice that i'm going to give yeah. the the yeah. other classmates because this is this is how linda does it and this is how it sounds great when linda does it It'll be very personalized yeah mm-hmm. so 
it took me a little bit with Julia doing that with me to figure out, oh, I get what we're doing here. And now that I understand it in that deeper level, I it, it makes it even more special to teach it because it's like, I'm listening to how that's going to sound good when you say it, not when I say it. And, and finding that point is, it's kind of gratifying for everyone. I think when you get it, when it's like, there it is, that's it right yes. there. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, honor. It was such an honor to get to, <laughs> to be your teacher. And Linda's highly, highly intelligent human being. So she had some really good questions and she got to challenge me a little bit as well with these, these really sharp questions. And I'm like, Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't want to respond. And I think, Julia, how should I? No. <laughs> so, I'm a detail uh, yeah. girl. Um, nothing's going to sleep past me. Sorry. <laughs> no. And that's the way it should be. You know, we, we keep all, we all keep each other on track with this stuff and that's what it's about so no worries yeah it it can feel challenging at times and and that's a good thing because it means we're growing so yeah very good so stories are you yeah absolutely so do you have some session stories you'd like to share some healing or anything my problem was selecting a few because they're level three they're just going um so okay say that again Repeat what you just said. Since level three, the sessions have gone like this. I mean, it's mm-hmm. convoluted universe type stuff. But um, but one thing, oh, the other thing is, you know, from my background in, in counselling and whatnot, I've kind of backed away from a lot of that because what I've noticed now is just just how profound QHHT is for a person and a lot of the other you know, psychologists and counselling, things like that, they delve with things that have happened in this incarnation and often the, the you know, the original um, yeah. event which has caused this is not in this lifetime. Exactly. So, like, I, I had a client recently who came, um, he was a young father, he had some stomach issues, you know, upper sort of abdomen issues, um, and he'd been through every sort of doctor's scan and whatever and they couldn't find out what it was. Um, but he also, he had two young young kids and he's had another one that would shortly be on the way and so they, he just wanted to know what he you know had they had past lives together before and and whether or not you know how he could support them anyway he was shown a past life it was back in medieval times he was living uh in like a stone hut with um straw roof and dirt floor so I always ask about the architecture because it gives you an idea of the time period um <laughs> And and he was living there. He had this beautiful young wife, and they just had their first baby. And it was like a subsistence agriculture. They had their cow and you know things they needed to survive, but it wasn't more than that. Anyway, one day, um, all these soldiers rode over the hill and handed him a scroll. And he opened up the scroll, and um, he said, "Oh, this, this, there were symbols on it." And of course, back in the day, not many people could read. So any time through this experience when he got something that had writing on it, he always said, oh, there's symbols on it. Um, so, But the soldier said, you've got to come with me. So it's basically conscription. So he went off next scene. He's in full armour in front of the king with some other knights. Um, and whenever you get um, armour or military uniforms, I try to get as much detail about them as possible because there's not many records back in the day about people or places there's great records on military uniforms and, and armour, and particularly the helmets on armour. So I try to get as much detail as possible so the client can go back and research the time period that they're in. 
Um, so he's standing there in front of the king and, and all, you know, he couldn't really hear what was going on, but he, he could figure out the gist of it was that um, they were about to go off to war. And he wasn't really happy with about that. But all the other, you know, knights were like, yay, let's go to war. Um, and so eventually he's out there sort of lead, leading off to go to war. He's towards the front of this really long caravan of soldiers and supplies and catapults and all these sorts of things. And they get to the battlefield and they come out through um through um, the, the, at the edge of this field and the opposing force was the same there on the other side, you know, the banners. I tried to get as much information of the banners and what the insignia to, right, was on right. the bottom. Um, anyway, they have this clashing battle and lots of people get killed and he gets this injury on his side, which wasn't related to what was happening for him. Um, and after the battle, all the other soldiers are sort of sitting around the fire and they're all celebrating for winning the war and he didn't see it as winning because he just, it was just so horrific for him. Um, but one of those soldiers that was in there was this really large guy with a beard and they ended up becoming friends. And so moved to another day, they're back sort of near the castle, walk, walk, walking through the market and somebody comes up and gives him a letter. And on the letter, again, symbols, but maybe the guy next to him could read um, that his baby had died. Oh. So he rushes back to to um, where he lived and there was like a little grave there and his wife was gone and he didn't know where where it was. Um, so another day he's in another battle and he kind of lost all of his zest for life at that point because um, he, you know, carried this guilt to the fact that if he was home maybe that wouldn't have happened. Right. So they're in another battle and he's like, I can't do this anymore, and he takes off. So deserts. And he comes into the last day of his life and he's in a cell that obviously captured him for a desertion and there's a guard outside the door and his mate with the beard walks in and actually stabs him right in the middle of the chest where he was having these digestive problems. And so when we got on to talk to the SE, he says that's, that's why they haven't been able to feel it. It's It's the residue memory of that. And the message for him was don't do it again. And that was relating to not, he knows that soul in this life and not to desert him again in this life. It wasn't even really a close person to him, so he was quite surprised. But but once we got that and also that um that the SC also said he'd been carrying this guilt about losing the baby and that's why he always had that thing with this in this life that he was worried about losing his wife and children and caring for them. Yeah. Um, and so the SC said, look, it's not your fault. You've been carrying this through lifetimes. It was never your fault. It wouldn't have made any difference if you had been there. It was a disease. The child would have caught it anyway. So, But as it turns out, the wife he's with now, is the wife he, he was with then. They've reincarnated together. They as did finish. <laughs> oh, good. Um, and then, um, yeah, and the baby that's coming now is the baby that passed to complete sort of being together. So that was a lovely story in the end. But the, see, yeah. this is why I'm saying normal therapy. And there was also <laughs> a discussion yeah. where, where he, he was not good at um, control like authoritarian control, doing things that authoritarian people, and you can understand that because the king always used to send him off to war. So sure. there's a whole thing in it. Totally wow. makes sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of stuff comes from that line. Yeah. So that's what um, wouldn't have been his most recent, but with QHHT you get the life that's impacting your life now. Yeah. That's why it's most appropriate. So how long have I have I got time for a second story? You do, yeah. Okay, lock one out. Well, um, okay. Well, I had I had another one that was more sort of related to the shift that's going on now. Oh, okay, um, right. I I had a um 
a nice man come in. He was having some marital problems because a um, mem- you know, there was something going on in the family and it was beginning to impact him and his wife. And they had a lot of business stresses because they had a business during what happened in 2020, which right. it got impacted. But then he really got driven to really stretch them fi- themselves financially to take on this new type of healing technology. They were going to set up a second part of their sort of therapy business. And he was a bit stressed about that and whether it would be success and all that. Anyway, he comes into a past life where he's actually um, like a Lyran prince, you know, the Lyran race that have the feline heads and the human bodies. Yeah. Um, And he's getting married to this beautiful white Lyran princess, um, beautiful white female, and they were brought together by a galactic council. And the Galactic Council had orchestrated them coming together because this this white feline was a really high vibrational being. And these two, they're on this balcony and they're overlooking um, sort of the subjects that they benevolently rule over. And they're very highly advanced beings. They all kind of look the same. And in this, the planet they were on generated an awful lot of energy from within the planet. And on the planet, they had these obelisks that would shoot up energy up into like this force field over the planet that held the energy in because the, the beings, those highly intelligent beings that I worked for actually thrived off the energy of the planet. In their dwellings, they had these crystals that went into the ground and they'd go into the, to, to there and they kind of recharge from the crystals mm-hmm. and the lion, Lyran um, was responsible for monitoring a sector of the universal multiverse for the Galactic Council, and he was watching, he was responsible for the planets that were going through ascension. And so um, they told, you know, the the council would tell him when there was a planet that was ready for a next upgrade. Um, What would happen, he would then send in a group of these these sort of charged-up beings. They'd go to the planet, and the first thing they would do would be activate all the crystal networks on the planet. They go in and find the big crystals in in all of the the mountains and stuff, and you know, they they'd um screen themselves to look like the normal people so they didn't freak them out. But they'd go and they'd find these crystals and activate them, and then they'd leave and go back and recharge through these crystals. And then um, the next phase, once the planet sort of has risen up through that process, um, is for them to send in technology, which then helps them elevate even further. And as we know in a lot of our work, Tracy, you're probably getting this, there's been a lot of work on the crystal grids on Earth for the Ascension. Lots of work. I've had lots of clients doing all sorts of energy work with the crystals. And now it's now our next phase to have the technology part. And this this thing that this healing technology that this client had been sort of drawn to stretch out for is part of that. And they're all coming online now uh, and it's a global network. So you can see how we're about to experience probably another great shift forward from that. So, but the SC said, you know, no matter all the squabbles that you're having in your, you know, sort of three-dimensional type, you know, things that are going on, you guys have got a really important mission. And they told them how to restructure the business and how to give themselves time because they really need to focus on that. And they said, take your recording, go back and show it to your wife and, you know, get on. And I, I heard from them a few days later and, like, they're on mission, so they know the importance of what they're doing. So, yeah, that's really exciting that we're at. I, I think we're going to see another big jump. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. very cool. And so many very people cool. are just activated into what they need to do in, like, 5D-type caring for others-type roles. It's been really, it's <laughs> been amazing to be part of that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Linda, how can people find you? 
they want to okay. see you, communicate with you, when it, you know, anything? What can, how can they find you? Well, they can go onto the QHHT official website under the Finder Practitioner, um, search for Australia, and then the, the, the level threes will come up at the top. And so just click link to Rich and all my contact details are there. Or they could go onto my website, which is enrichedlifetherapies.com. They can find me there. I love that. Fantastic. That is so wonderful. Oh my gosh, this has been fantastic. Um, uh, real quick, Tracy, how can they find you? And then I'm going to have you give a parting message, Linda. That's, they, they want me to have you say something. Well, you're going to find me the same way, qhhtofficial.com. Uh, go to find a practitioner. I'm in Oregon in the States, and I'm just outside of Portland. So that would be an area to look for if you want to be in the session with me. And uh, tracymahan.com if you want to see what else is going on. Uh, YouTube videos that we put out, <laughs> the different things, I post it all there. So that's a great way to find me. Ooh, parting message. Yeah. Yeah. Funny message. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> well, that's why I gave you a little bit of notice. I usually don't, but they were like, and I was trying to talk he a has a message. You, Linda. <laughs> After for a message. <laughs> well, well I, I, I think the main message is that if you, if you want to do something that's really fulfilling, if you want to fulfill your purpose or find out what your purpose is, go have a QHHT session. I mean, our part of the, the, the jigsaw puzzle, we know our piece and it's our, our part to find, help you find your piece. And when you do that, all the resources of the universe sort of come to help you. So, yeah. Absolutely. See, you did Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Julia, before oh. we cut off here, tell everybody what's coming up and what to look oh. forward to with QA. Yes. We, okay. Abisa, Spain, we have a retreat, reunion, what do you want to call it, in October 4th to 9th. Uh, we still have some seats available, so please come on and, and join us. And then... For Linda's part of the world, uh, I'll say we're kind of starting to put little crumbs out there. We're going to be in Thailand in January, the end, like the third week in January. So that'll be announced. We'll have it on the site very, very soon. So if that's in your neck of the woods, come on. You know, anyway, all of these are fantastic. This is where all like-minded, you know, we all get together and we have a blast. We She's do. talking about Manchester. Ch- it was classes, but then it was also it was a retreat like this. And that's what she came to. amazing when we all get together oh my gosh energy is oh things happen like things happen (laughs) it gets charted somehow human resonance or whatever it's always Mm -hmm. spiking yes cool so hope to see you guys all there yes oh it'll be so wonderful thank you so much linda thank you for being linda for the opportunity it's been a joy (laughs) i love you love you all bye everybody (laughs) 